My name is John Denton, and I'm the pastor here at Grace. And if I didn't already say it, welcome. Welcome to you if this is your first time. Welcome to you if you have filled the pews for decades. We are so glad to be together. Welcome to our online viewers as well. We never forget about you guys, so good morning, online viewers. You can all turn around and say good morning to our online friends. Good morning, online viewers. It is so good to see Bill and Gary in church this morning. Good morning to both of you. God is so good. We are thankful to be together as a church family. It always feels good to be together. Amen? Amen. Speaking of being together, on February 4th, you are going to have the opportunity to come together as a congregation for our annual congregational meeting. I would love if you were there. I know it's easy to uh, slide out the back door on those days we have meetings. It's easy to get on with your uh, Sunday early. I know there's a lot to be about on that day, but I would love if you came to that congregational meeting, if you took part in the annual meeting, received our annual report. There is, I've been seeing the reports trickle in, and there is so much to celebrate from this past year. God has been so good, and it will be an exciting meeting, a great time to be together and celebrate what God is doing here at Grace. So make sure to attend that annual meeting. And I also want to say we have our Valentine's brunch coming up as well, right? Did you want to? Okay, here we go. I, Arlene will come up here if I forget, so I, I remembered. <laughs> We're going to gather together after church on February the 11th to uh, hug each other in unconditional love and have a fantastic meal. We are blessed with Peggy and her husband Ed and Andrea. We've got a wonderful brunch prepared for you. We just need you to sign up so we know how to prepare. So thank you, and we hope you can join us, and I'll be over there signing you up for the luncheon. Inside. Yes, and Inside. over there is the fellowship hall today. We are not going to hang out on the patio after church because we don't want to get rained on. So we'll walk over after church to the fellowship hall, enjoy cookies, coffee, and sign-ups for the different ministry going on here at Grace. And we're just excited to be together. So we'll have our meeting on the 4th, and then on the following Sunday on the 11th, we'll get together and celebrate with our Valentine's brunch, and it's just going to be a great few weeks. I do want to mention that we have our giving statements in the back of the church here ready for you if you need your giving statements for 2023. We also have giving envelopes, and we are also still actively receiving those per capita payments. That $41.31 per member helps us reach those needs that we have in our local presbytery of helping local churches, doing local ministry, and making sure that our presbytery is able to serve just as our churches. So we ask that you um, get in that $41.38, and you can just mark it per capita, and that would be awesome. We also have flower signups and greeter signups going on right now in the Narthex as well. So if you have not got that important date on the calendar yet, if you haven't had flowers for your anniversary, for a birthday, whatever it might be, you can sign up. And I think Miley Cyrus said you can buy yourself flowers. So it's okay. I, none of you have ever heard the song, but I promise it's, uh, it's a good one and you can buy yourself flowers. So sign up, celebrate yourself as well. And go ahead and do that. You get a beautiful arrangement. And for those of you who don't take your arrangement, the deacons take the arrangements to those who need uh, a little bit of encouragement and love at home. So it's a wonderful ministry. And as well as our greeting ministry, we are blessed by our greeters. So if you want to be a greeter, you want to buy yourself flowers, you want to celebrate someone else with flowers, go ahead and head out to the Narthex, or you can talk to Sue Bouchard, who is always uh, happy, oh, there she is, Sue Bouchard, who's always happy to help you get signed up as well. Let us continue to worship the Lord.
morning. Peace be with you all. In preparing for today, I read in Genesis 28, verse 16, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And don't you feel it? He is in this place. My friends, the Lord is surely here with us today. Please know that that is so true. Let everything we do praise the Lord. Please stand if you are able and join me now in our responsive call to worship. For God alone, my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from the Lord. God only is my rock and my salvation. I shall not be shaken. Trust in the Lord at all times. O people, pour out your heart before God. Our trust is in the Lord. We worship God's name. Let us worship God. Please pray with me now. You are our rock and our strength, O God, and in you rests our deliverance. You defend us in the midst of adversity. You protect us from ultimate harm. You humble the mighty with acts that manifest your transcendent power. The lowly you comfort with your tender embrace. We gather this day saved by your mercy. Hear now our praises as we herald your greatness. Amen. Let's now sing to the Lord with the praise band. Please remain seated if you can. Seated. Yeah, I did that again, huh? <laughs> I'm dyslexic, I think, somehow. Anyway, um, Elohim, our creator, right at the beginning of Genesis, right? Elohim, the plural triune God, uh, is our creator. That's the name of God we praise. So that's what we're going to sing about right now. Good job. 
needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior. Take me as you find me, with all my fears abandoned, and fill my life again. I give my life to follow, and everything I believe in, and I surrender, I surrender. Got to give a sh shout out. Carol, hi. It's good to see you. Okay. Prayer of confession. It's so important that we can do this. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Confident in God's grace, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Together, please say, God of compassion and mercy, hear us as we make our confession. Christ preaches repentance. We do not heed his call. Your new day is proclaimed. We dwell on the past. We turn not from our evil ways, nor do we sacrifice those treasures that give us status. We say we obey you, 
but our deeds betray us. By your grace, renew us and cleanse us of sin. Please take a moment for your own silent prayer or confession. The assurance of God's grace is declared in the name of Jesus Christ. We accept God's forgiveness, confident that in dying to sin, Christ raises us to new life. Hear the good news. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. God is merciful and just. And Jesus Christ promises redemption to all that believe. As we turn from our old ways and respond with faith to Christ God, Christ's call, we receive the assurance that we shall be saved. Believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. As God's forgiven people, let us turn to one another and pass the peace of Christ by saying, may the peace of Christ be with you and responding and also with you. May the peace of Christ be with each and every one of you.
God is faithful, amen? Well, kids, I'd love to invite you to come up for the children's message. Arlene, are you coming up as a kid or as a teacher today? A kid. Oh, the kid, okay. Come on, Sonny. Follow Miss Arlene. Go, go, go. All right. You want the mic? Hey, hey guys, how are you? Did you ever, did your parents ever tell you to do something and you ran in the opposite direction and didn't want to do it? <laughs> Try that with a Greek mama and she comes after you with the dreaded pandofla. You know what that is? The slipper. <laughs> well, Jonah did that. God wanted him to go to Nineveh, and those people were wicked. And he goes, there's no way I'm going there to proclaim your good word. So what happened to Jonah? Do you guys remember what happened to Jonah? You don't remember what happened to Jonah in the well? He got on the ship, and, and the ship was going crazy, and he told the guys on the ship, throw me overboard, because he knew he didn't listen to God. So he threw him overboard, and what happened? There was a big well that came and ate him yeah and he was in the belly of the well for three days and three nights and he was praying to god like when i'm in my room i'm so sorry i did that and he was praying to god to god in the well's belly that he was sorry and what did the well do he spit him out he threw him out on the beach can you imagine how bad that guy smelled whoo doggy he probably needed a bath bad so the second time god said jonah go to nineveh do you think he listened? Yeah, he did. He listened. And he went because Nineveh was wicked. They were, you want to talk about bullies? That whole town was nothing but bullies. And he didn't want to go preach to them, but this time he did. And Nineveh was so big, it took him three days to walk in that town. And he proclaimed and he said, you need to turn from your wicked ways. And do you know what happened? Do you think they turned from their wicked ways? They did. They did, and it even made Jonah mad because he didn't think they deserved grace when they were bad and wicked, but God saw them, and he said, I'm forgiving them, and isn't that a blessing that we can mess up, that we can be bad, and we ask God for forgiveness, and he forgives us, and that's why we need to forgive others and tell the good news of the gospel to everyone. Got it? Yay? Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that you hold nothing against us and that you give every person, no matter how we think this person cannot be saved, but they can be. So help us to pray and help us to spread your word. Bless these precious children and may they have a wonderful time in Sunday school. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, see you kids. Have fun in Sunday school. Looks like you have Miss Linda and Miss Maria. Thank you, Miss Arlene. Always a wonderful message. I hope you guys stick around for the sermon after that, right? It's a Hi, it's me again. <laughs> Our first scripture lesson today is from the Gospel of Mark 1, verses 14 through 20. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Okay, what I want to do is I want you to challenge you. These are Jesus' words. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And he went a little farther, and he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They followed Jesus. Please stand together to sing to God be the glory. Mm -hmm. 
You may be seated. If you would, pull out that Bible you brought with you. Uh, You can use a pew Bible if you'd like or fire up that mobile phone app and turn to Jonah 3, 1 through 5 and verse 10. Hear now the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time saying, get up. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three-day walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, And everyone, great and small, put on a sackcloth. When God saw what they had did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. The word of the Lord. If you would, bow your heads in prayer with me now. Heavenly Father, Here we are again. It must be Sunday. (laughs) For some of us, we rushed to get ready, scrambled into the sanctuary, not knowing what to expect. For others of us, we were hoping to hear something today. For some of us, we might just need a word. For others, we find rest here in this room. However we come into the sanctuary, whatever our posture might be, whatever our week might have held, Lord, we are here now before you. Speak to us through this word. Let us hear your word be proclaimed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The verse directly before today's scripture lesson is an interesting start. To our sermon. Then the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out onto dry land. And only then, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time saying, Get up, go to Nineveh. We all remember the first time the word of the Lord came to Jonah, don't we? Or maybe you're like Sonny and Skipper and Zoe and Jameson and you're like, Oh, Tell me more about this story. Tell me more about this whale. Maybe they haven't seen the VeggieTales episode yet. Okay, okay, thanks, Dwayne. I, my kids have never watched VeggieTales, but I just threw it in there. But we all, we all remember the first time we heard that story of Jonah, don't we? Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah and said, Jonah, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against all of their evil. But Jonah, what did Jonah do? He fled to Tarshish. And he resisted God's call. It says he went down and found a ship that was going to Tarshish and he boarded it. He paid his fare and got on the ship and went on his way, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great storm upon the sea. And such a mighty storm came that it threatened to break up the entire ship. The sailors were afraid and cried out to God, for the sea was growing more and more temptuous. And what did Jonah say? Um, Hey, guys, it might be my fault the storm is upon us. It might be my fault we're in this situation. Why don't you pick me up and throw me overboard? So that's what they did. They threw him out. But the scripture doesn't stop there. It says the Lord provided a large fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three whole days. Then after much prayer, the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out on to dry land. So that's how we arrive at today's scripture lesson. So when I look at this story, I have to think that Jonah's call process was pretty unique, wasn't it? When we share our testimony, when we share our faith story, It doesn't involve a whale spitting us out onto the beach. I mean, it it might come close, 
right? It could come close. God's grace is more than enough for even those who are in the belly of the whale. But for us, this is a unique story, a story about running from God's call, a story about choosing Tarshish instead. But who can really blame Jonah? You have Tarshish, this beach town in Spain. It's on the Mediterranean. has to be beautiful. Never been there. I imagine the Mediterranean's great. People have been there. Probably like, yeah, sweet area. But it's on this coastal Mediterranean seaside town, Tarshish, 2,500 miles in the opposite direction from Nineveh. So God says, hey, Jonah, go to Nineveh. And what does Jonah do? Goes 2,500 miles in the opposite direction. Nineveh is in the middle of modern Iraq, along the Tigris River, home of the enemy of God's people. Which one would you have chosen if you were Jonah? Which one would you have chosen, right? We ask ourselves the question, the evil Assyrian capital in the middle of the desert or the Mediterranean beach town? I think we'd rather go to the beach, right? I mean, it's raining today, so we're probably not going to go down there, but as soon as the sun comes out, we're back. It's clear to us, though, that there was a bit of tension between following God's call and the plan Jonah had for his own life. So what did God do? God had to call Jonah twice. In your bulletin, you have a sermon card. If not, there's some in the back. You can get up and go grab one if you want. You can fill it out. I have uh, the answers here in my Bible with me after if you miss one. But feel free to go along with the sermon notes. The first point is this, that God called Jonah twice. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. And God said, get up, go to Nineveh. You may remember last week's scripture lesson. How many times did God have to call Samuel? Wow, three. Thank you, choir. Wow, you guys are... Three times. There we go. The congregation was all about... They were going to shout it out first, right? Dwayne was like, three times, and then you guys beat him. But God had to call Samuel three times. Do you remember? Samuel woke up in the night, went to Eli and said, yeah, Eli, what do you want? Then he went back to sleep. Then he woke up again and said, Eli, what is it? Then the third time he woke up, went to Eli and said, Eli, are you sure you're not calling me? And Eli said, go back to sleep and wait to hear the Lord. So sometimes God's word doesn't get through to us on that first time, does it? Maybe it isn't understood. Or maybe in Jonah's case, it's clearly understood, but he chooses to do the exact opposite. Even the Assyrians in Nineveh were given the chance to hear God's word and to follow God's plan. Maybe for you, you failed to hear God's call in your own life. Or, or maybe you've heard it loud and clear and you decided to go and do the exact opposite. Stop waiting. Stop waiting for that fish to swallow you whole and say, here I am. Here I am, Lord. The passage goes on and tells us that Jonah only did one-third of the work. Jonah only did one-third of the work. This sounds like a high school version of me, but we're told that Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, and according to the word of the Lord, he did these things, but Nineveh was a large city. It was three days' walk across. So Jonah began to walk. But how far did he walk? Just one day. He just went one-third of the way into the city. The passage tells us that Nineveh is so large, it would have taken that three days. But Jonah only goes one day in. Here I am, Lord, ready to do one-third of your work. But guess what? That was the perfect amount of walking. One-third was just enough to get the people's attention. I think we can have hope in this, especially those who are procrastinators and slackers. We can have real hope in this. That one-third was the perfect amount, and it got the people's attention. 
an imperfect person doing God's perfect work. Jonah ran from God. Jonah only went one-third of the way through the city, and the people still listened. The people believed God. And the people of Nineveh believed God. When God saw what they did, how they had turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about what he had planned to do with them. And he did not do it. Sackcloth, heaps of ash, fasting. God's word got through to the Assyrians. Jonah was successful. No matter how far he had to run away, God still used him in big ways. There was both that outward display of repentance and that inner hope that God will show mercy on them. They turned from their ways, and God took notice. So two things we can learn from Jonah today. The first one is stop running. Stop running. When Jonah stopped running, or God stopped him from running, God used him in big ways. I'm not sure what it is you're running from. I'm not sure what excuses you have made. But guess what? When you start going in the right direction, even if it's only one-third of the way in the right direction, God moves in big ways. How have you felt God nudging you? How have you felt God nudging you? Talk with that neighbor. I, I always see the same neighbor and I drive by him. I'm always like, I should stop and talk to that person. How are you? Well, like, how long have you lived here? Tell me more. I want to know. Pray with that friend. Have you ever felt God just putting it on your heart to pray with that person, but you walked away from the situation? Imagine if you went one third of the way into it and just said, hey, can I pray for you? Do we know how to pray for him? Do we know what to pray for? Do we know what God's going to do? No. But that's not our job, is it? It's to go in and say, can I pray for you? Take that person to coffee. I mean, a cup of coffee goes a long way, right? A cup of coffee goes a long way. When we see the tired parent, when we see one of our kids on a struggle bus, we can bring them that iced coffee and say, here you go. I was thinking about you today. Let me pour into you. Start the conversation. The second thing we learn from Jonah is that we need to share the good news. We need to share the good news. The hard message that Jonah brought to Nineveh ended with what? Good news. Was it an easy message? I couldn't imagine God saying, go into the Syrian capital and tell them I'm going to destroy them. I would have been where? Tarshish, right? The Mediterranean beach town catching some rays. Sailing, there we go. That's a hard message to bring, isn't it? Yes. But that message ended with good news. There's a way forward, isn't there? There's hope, isn't there? Even in hard places, there can be good news. Amen? So whether we have failed to hear God speak, or we've just chosen to run in the other direction, when we say, Lord, I will follow you, when we turn from our old ways, when we reorient our focus to God's way, God will calm the storms of our life. God will save us from total destruction, and God will lead us down a new path. God's word is heard through Jonah. That same word is heard through Jesus, and that very same word is heard through us today. It doesn't matter if we've tried to run off to Tarshish first. It doesn't matter if God had to ask us twice. It doesn't matter if we only made it a third of the way. 
let the people hear. The kingdom of God is near, so repent and believe in the good news. Amen. Are you feeling those blessings? I think that's the question. We are so blessed. We are blessed to be here together today. I I feel blessed to be with you, church. It's so good. But we are blessed. We have a creator who's filled us with life and purpose. We have a redeemer in the Holy Spirit who walks with us. We have a sustainer in the Holy Spirit who fills us with resurrection power. It's in response to all of that that we share our gifts, that we bring our gifts, that we bring our tithes, that we bring our offerings, and we leave them here for the Lord's work. Here at Grace, we don't take up an offering. We have baskets in the back. If you're online, good morning again. Hope you're still with us. You can hit that Donate Now button. We are so thankful, and out of that response, we give greatly. Let us pray. Eternal source of refuge and trust, our days are filled with your abiding presence. We awaken with the dawn of new life. We labor with the assurance that you bless the work of our hands. We sleep at peace in the promise of your protection and your care. All that we are and all that we do are signs of your benevolent deliverance. Accept now these gifts we bring as tokens of your unending devotion. Amen.
Wonderful. Thank you, Grace Notes. Thank you. Thank you, Pat, for your ministry to Grace. At Grace, we pray for one another. And so many of those who we pray for are here today, and we are so blessed to be together and to see prayers answered. We continue to pray for Pastor Phil and John Adams and all of the other friends and family and members here at Grace going through treatment and needing care and just maybe even being under the weather today. We know there is so much going on in this world, so much suffering, so much pain, so much to be in prayer for. So we are thankful to be in prayer for one another. We are thankful for those who we pray for and healing and God's power. So we continue to pray for those things. Let us pray. O God of Jonah, of Jesus, of Paul, and the disciples, throughout the ages you have called your people to repentance. We give thanks for your saving grace shown to Nineveh, that you withheld your wrath because of their repentance. We give thanks for the promise of Jesus, that those who turn from their evil ways and follow him are assured of life anew. We give you thanks for all the disciples who testified to your faithfulness. In spite of their trials, they preserved and left us a legacy of what it means to repent. Have mercy upon us as we join this host of witnesses. Save us from your anger as we turn to you with repentant hearts, imploring your forgiveness. You know our inmost thoughts, hidden desires, and everything we do and betraying your will. We rely on your goodness to overcome our weakness, on your endless mercy to redeem us from sin. Strengthen within us the resolve to be faithful. Give us the needed discipline to let go of old forms of security and to risk putting our trust in your will. As we take our first few halting steps of faith, encourage us with the vision of your reign on earth. Lift us from a sense of defeat in places we stumble and fall. God of deliverance, make us beacons of light to show others the way. By our examples of faithfulness, bring them to a greater sense of your justice and righteousness. By our claims of obedience, lead them to be willing participants in their faith. Support us with your Holy Spirit as we surround them with care and concern. Help us make a fresh witness to your love and your saving grace. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand and join me in singing our closing hymn, Here I Am, Lord.
I want to invite you to remain standing through the charge and benediction, and then head over to the fellowship hall for cookies, coffee, signing up for the Valentine's brunch, a bunch of good stuff, great ministry going on over there after worship, so head on across the patio to the fellowship hall. When we realize that God's plan is bigger than our plan, we stop running and we share the good news. Go forth and share the good news of the gospel. Go now and walk in the light of the Lord. Stay alert, for the Lord is near. Pray for peace of all God's people. And may God clothe you in the light of Christ. May Christ Jesus teach you his ways. Go in peace. Go to love and go out and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.